two sessions ago, the last time we were actually playing and not doing a little talk show debrief, um, we were concluding some split party activities and Fox, our rogue, played by Matt, and Zothkug, our cleric, played by Trevor, had sort of snuck their way into a party that they were only sort of supposed to be at. They used a combination of their hats and devaluing Fox as a living being to get into the party. And their goal was to kind of suss out this this trillionaire's estate, right? Jess Basin, this trillionaire owner of the shipping company Thames, seems to be in some way connected to the conspiracy that caused magic to vanish from the world. Hey, new subscriber! Thank you so much! Um, anyway, so the, the this this sort of connection, they're trying to unearth what's going on, and Zothkug spent the entire, well, not the whole time, but most of the time there, first talking to a councilman about the, the business the guys are going to start called Four Guys Ventures and Vibes, and then um, trying to hold a conversation with a princess who really liked poetry, so he had to write his own poems. So that's a thing that he did. While he did that, uh, Fox, the rogue, snuck off doing roguey things, trying to like get into conversations he wasn't supposed to be a part of, and snoop around guest rooms, and accidentally stumbled across a dungeon hidden underneath of Jess Basin's estate, which he went into and then promptly nearly got himself caught by sneezing very loudly. So then, in an attempt to leave, he passed a bunch of unconscious bodies, and he was like, I can't just leave those unconscious bodies there, they might get hurt. So what he did is he took them and he crammed them into furniture throughout this trillionaire's home and then fled. And that's the story of what happened when the group got back together because at that point, having concluded their shenanigans at the Finchtail Ale Company wine tasting, um, Owlin and um, Jebediah Peppermint rolled back up in the company car, a new um, Edison Cypher truck with their logo painted on the sides. The group got back together and started leaving. Now, the last episode we did was basically a debrief episode to talk about all the clues we had. That is assumed to have also happened in character. So in the back of this carriage, they're, you know, driving around or whatever, and they're having this conversation. And they've come to the conclusion that they probably need to go back to the Basin Estate and try and save Elaine Mollusk, who is one of the people that has been targeted by this weird conspiracy. And that is what brings us to today's current antics. So before we kick things off, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Go ahead and just move down the line. Start at Trevor, then Jake, then Wash, then Matt. Alrighty. Hello, I'm Trevor. I play Zothkug Hibbub, the Orc Cleric. Um, you should know that by now. I, it hasn't changed. I don't mm-hmm. think it will for a while. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm Jake. I play uh, Alan Wadrier, the Asmar Barbarian, who uh, previously, I assume in this last little debrief session, like woke up from his uh, alcohol-induced slumber and is now somewhat uh, recovered and, uh, I don't know, able to able to do what's got to get done. Roll a d20 for hangover. Matt, what's the DC for hangover when the drink that made you pass out is Unholy Volcano? How long ago? Uh, like, right before this. <laughs> Maybe a few hours ago. Ooh. Yeah, that's gonna, that's going to be like a... That's going to be like a 17 dog. I got a 17 minus 10, a.k.a. a 7. <laughs> All right. What does it mean for him to have a hangover wash? What does that do to him mechanically? Um, I would say that he is poisoned, like the poison oh. condition. Oh. He's, he's not alcohol poisoned. No, he didn't have no, liver like, failure. Like, no, the like, condition poisoning is, yeah, is a little different. Poison, okay. It's a little broader. It essentially means you have disadvantage on ability checks. Okay, that's a fine. poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. That's right. literally what the rules say here. Nice. 
okay, so with that out of the way, um, you guys. No, we only introduced two of us. Oh, you're right. We just got. Si- <laughs> I heard them both talk, and so I like mentally checked it off. Like, yep, heard from them. All right. Well, keep introducing yourselves then. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wash. I play Gemini Peppermint. He's a little molefolk gun wizard. He gets into shenanigans and gets out of shenanigans and uh, causes much drama and merriment and pop. Mm. Oh, is that it? (laughs) Hello! (laughs) I am Matt in my usual voice that I never use the entire time. Playing Fox. Rogue Changeling. Who has, in fact, changed multiple times. He's still Fox, though. Oh, is that it? <laughs> hey, I'm Josh, the Wing Badger Game Master. I'll be running the game this evening. Um, okie oh. day. Uh, let's, let's get back to the uh, thrilling con- continuation of our adventure here. Yo, new subscribe. Yo! Thanks for the gift sub. We appreciate Ooh. you. Oh. So, with a new sense of purpose, Jebediah Peppermint, still driving the cart for the first time ever, who's never driven a cart, <laughs> spins the wheel, cranks the, the cranks the reins, the, the two deep rote turn into like an intense sort of skidding maneuver on their hooves and the cart like jumps over them and it spins around sweeps around and they're rushing the other direction yeah jebediah yells as they careen down the down the tunnel headed back towards jess basin's trillionaire estate in the (laughs) outer strands of the city of tumbleweb uh do you guys want to do anything before you arrive or are we just beeline in there uh, I'm I'm making sure my suit is you know looking sharp you know puffing it out dusting it off uh, fanning out the hat functionally checking myself uh, to make sure my suit didn't get messed up and in, in that in, in getting out of there your and very also, white suit yes and mentally making sure that I'm actually prepared to go back in this uh, hellscape box I'll roll end. a charisma oh. check to determine if your suit is unblemished or not. Ooh. Do I need to roll too? No, because you didn't climb into a tunnel underneath of the estate. Yeah, that's true. Uh oh. <laughs> Did so, he finally run ahead? <laughs> um. So right. Okay, right, guys. Um. Uh, I need. I need you to. I need you to sit here and and think for a bit. Right. Would Fox actually have dirty clothes though? Yes. I mean, absolutely. There's no way you're running your way out of this. He, what happened? He would not, which is why it's hilarious. Is this is this a straight charisma check? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize you became a smoker between five minutes ago and now. <laughs> it's a six. All right, your your suit is looking pretty scuffed because I mean you you like crawled Do you down. Do you mean scuffed a, in the Gen Z sense, which yeah. means it looks amazing? No, oh, never mind. Dang. I thought that. Never mind. I thought you were going somewhere different with that. Um, oh, no, no, I mean like you climbed down a ladder towards the waste disposal and then whoa, crawled whoa, whoa. through a space that whoa. is only whoa. about two feet tall foul. on your belly. Foul. I would like to call foul. 
No. Did he change? I'm the DM. I was naked. That's true. He did. He did. Okay, leave so his then you went up and put your clothes back on after having crawled through all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with my clothes being blemished. I just, I the justification <laughs> must fit. It does it's now fit. dirty on the inside and starting to seep through is what yeah, this thing. It's starting to like yeah. soak because it's a white suit, man. <laughs> so it's starting to soak through a little bit. And because it's underneath, instead of being like just a line you can wipe off, it's now like sunk into the fabric. So it's like really hard for you to like get that off of there. And you have a rash. Nope. Didn't we get didn't we get <laughs> two didn't we get an extra extra suit? Didn't you we did, get you got two spare suits, so he can quick change if he wants to. No, oh, I'm definitely doing that. All right. After I looked at myself and saw that. <laughs> okay, Alan, what are you up to? Alan is scrounging the cart for food. He wants to get rid of this hangover fast. Okay. He's just needs, going through all of our breakfast. breakfast. They picked up some rations, so okay. you can you can grab yeah. some rations while you're back Alan there. Alan will pound a thing of rations. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I'm Ouch. picturing it like an MRE, like a can yeah, thing. Absolutely. You just like rip open the can and shove it yep. down. Yeah, <laughs> it's it what a ration is. You know, it's a day's worth of food and water. <laughs> Alan is big enough. He's he's ready. In my mind, they're all Unheated. Campbell's soups. That's like they're just like one big Campbell. You know, the big but, thing of Campbell's soup. But in Alan's mind, he's imagining it as warm, fresh biscuits and gravy, and and <laughs> chicken fried steak. It's, no, not, it's not, but that's what he wants. Cream of biscuits and hey. gravy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Foxman. Um, how uh -huh. are we getting? We we can't get them into the party. Are they just gonna dig dig under? Give me a second. Um. I, roof? I don't know. Can I get Can I get my pants on first? <laughs> Is he in the <laughs> back, like like doing doing the whole changing things? <laughs> yes, literally. Jemsey's like in the rearview mirror. He sees like legs up in the air as he's like trying to put his pants on. Alan, stop! Don't look over here. <laughs> Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay. did, you, did you say Alan? Sorry. Uh. You you know what? I was opening I was opening Twitch to turn Hydrate back on. I'm so sorry. I did sorry. it already. Uh, my brain I can't think of two things at once. I'll Which way are we that... going, guys? Which way all right, are we going? All right, all right. We we all right. If we're gonna get you guys in there, okay? Um, you can't go through the front door, okay? Um, uh, yes, I because we only there was only the one invitation, correct? Okay. Here's what I say. Drop us off again. Uh, 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 pull the cart around. Uh, find a way to the roof. What if? Wait, what no, if because Foxman? I need to be with you. Uh, Foxman. What? Do you Turn think here. you could 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 knock out oh, some servants and get servants uniforms <laughs> for them? No, we don't have time for that. I, could they dig in? We they gotta be digging. I, I got an I, idea. How many extra uh, manservant uh, clothes did you get? <laughs> uh, no, that'll none fit, that fit you. you. Yeah. But I, I we Turn could try. Oh, oh, we missed that one. Hold on. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Wait, who's driving? Jeb is driving. <laughs> he's, he's telling himself to he's, turn he's currently here. just just circling the estate. He's, he's just like, it's like around the block. He's gone like. Jeb, <laughs> you you have noticed that there's no doorman outside anymore. Hey guys, I noticed there isn't a doorman outside anymore. Like the first time we went around, he was there, but like that now can't he's be not. Good. 
Okay. Maybe. I got an idea. Maybe best maybe for simply a, over. Uh, a full, a full frontal What's attack, it? or not mm. necessarily attack, but assault. What are we, what are we saying will. for the reason we're coming back? You forgot uh, your hat. You could leave your hat in here and be like, "Oops, I forgot my hat." You could no, just it's say too that big you of had a hat. To... All, right, all right, hear me out. You could have just said you gone back for some rich person reason, and now you're coming back, right? You, you left to go deal with your peasants, and now you're coming back. What is all that right. smell? There's like a, a smell coming from the back. What is Don't... what is up with that? Don't do not worry, Alan. Where's the container? Where are you gonna shove this? <laughs> I, and Alan will like uh, give you the clean, licked clean container from his ration. Like just like, uh, well, this this works. No, that's not big enough. I, I, I don't fit, know. A, a whole outfit, man. That's gonna the be first, nasty. The first time I've interacted with this vehicle, I've been drunk. I I don't just know. Leave it here, Fox. Uh. There is a all smuggler's right, hatch right. in the back of your your um, carriage. Just as a reminder, you guys were very specific that you wanted a smuggler's hatch back there. <laughs> just all just right, throw right, it in right. the hatch that we specifically asked for and designed. Uh, but it's going to stink up the hatch. What? <laughs> wait, what's stinky? <laughs> I love the it's idea stinky. that Alan can't smell it. Box, did you just like poop your pants or something? <laughs> no, because it kind of smells Wait, like that. Is there oh, a sewer? Out. They could they could go through could Jib and Alan go through a sewer. I don't that know if that disgusting. connects. Um, all right, all right, all right. If the right, doorman right, is if the doorman is no longer present, it may be. Uh, they may be distracted carrying out whatever terrible depro. Not no. Um, deprote are the pack animals. I mean. The, <laughs> it's the uh, evil the Aboleth. They may be doing the Ab bit too busy doing the Aboleth bidding to be guarding the front of the estate. I think uh, okay. the, the likelihood of the Aboleth being here is very small. Well, I mean, doing you know what I mean? Do it. I'm I'm not in Alan voice at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he's drunk. Alan uh, when he's drunk, yeah, Alan sounds like this. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> uh, Wash, is this a DM question? It is. What What can I do for you? Since we've made, I don't know, probably 30 laps around the estate right now, <laughs> mm -hmm. could, I, could I make like an investigation check to see if I, there are any viable areas of approach? Sure. Yeah, why not? Because while, while these guys, these yeah. chuckleheads have been hootenannying back 30 laps and two dies in the tension pool so far. <laughs> <laughs> you guys bantering outside the estate. We, we, we never right, had right, a concrete right. plan. Hear, hear me um, out, okay? I got a 21. Okay. Oh. Uh, you have noticed that um, there is one of the... So you're in the outermost ring of Tumbleweb, right? There's three rings that go around the city, and you're in the outermost one. You have seen the ramp that goes to the overworld from here, so it would be feasible to try and go to the overworld and then navigate back to the mansion and come in through the courtyard, which is open air. You also know that the sewers... Um, the like all the sewers under the rings lead back towards the bowl and then empty out basically vertically just outside the bowl like they just pour down into the underdark and then down there somewhere is like waste disposal so you could try and get in through the sewers if you went you know down one of the strands or whatever like if you went far enough away you could dig down and it wouldn't even look like you were near Jess Basin's estate and then you could go back that way 
but the only like built entrance to get into the estate is the front door. Like that's one of the things that makes dirt homes so safe and secure is that there's only one way in and out of most of them. This one just happens to have a courtyard. We built this entrance. Uh, we rock built this and entrance rock. and it's the only one. There's no way we drop in from through the courtyard and not be noticed. I, I mean, I right. think we could totally drop in through the okay, courtyard okay. and not be noticed because they wouldn't expect it. I I'm agree, actually, actually, I'm with Jeb on this one, and I don't think we need to go directly through the courtyard. Right, right? I think I can remember where rooms roughly are using the courtyard as reference point. And then perhaps we can just dig down to the room I need to go to. Or we need to go to. Let's do it. And Jeff starts heading up. Okay. I'm going to add one more die to the tension pool for the conclusion of this conversation. You guys head up to the surface. Jebediah, roll me a survival check to see if once you make it to the overworld, you can figure out roughly how to get back to the, the estate. It's not far, so it won't be too difficult. Um, Oof, not good. That's a nine. Uh, so you get to the surface and you, you're you like, I'm pretty Both sure it's lied. this way. And you you go for you go for a ways, and you're like, we should we should have reached it by now. At this point, it's been about 15 minutes since you made it to the surface. Your eyes are a little squinty; it's a little bright. This is the first time any of you have been back to the surface, actually. And you find yourselves staring around at um, grassy plains that sort of there's like slightly rolling hills through the grassy plains that probably represent some of the rings of Tumbleweb. But because of those rolling hills, you can't see to the open air courtyard part because they're just enough bump for you to not be able to see it at a distance. So you sort of need to find your way back. Um, one of you may now attempt to assist Jebediah, if you wish, with a survival check. I will. I can't see, guys. This is this was a mistake. We should have went I down. got an 18. Okay, you are able to get you the, the group on the right track here. So Zoth is like, I'm pretty sure it's back that way, man. Zoth, with his innate party sense, is able to, like, I'm pretty sure the party's that way and guides you back to where the mansion is. Um, the party's you, calling me, man. Yeah, are you going the whole way back to the estate or are you trying to stay out of sight of the courtyard? I mean, we need to find a place to stash the cart. You know, so if there's, like, a clump of trees or, like, some brush or something that we could, like, stow it off and then go on foot the rest of the way. Sure. So uh, at the foot of one of these gently rolling hills, you find like a nice little clump of bushes that it doesn't totally cover the cart, but it comes up more than halfway on the cart. And so you're able to sort of just cram it into that space. And then uh, from there, it's a short walk and you find yourselves at the edge of the courtyard looking down. Now, where recently there was a thriving party with a banquet of table of food and all those things, you now see a gently hushed crowd that is all crammed into this space. Like, it seems like they've taken everybody and moved them into the courtyard and are keeping them there. You see both Mavira, the drow that you identified before as sort of leading security, and a number of generic security lackeys kind of holding everybody in this area. And then one at a time, they are taking guests up into like the sort of private chambers end of the estate, presumably for questioning. Um, Mavira is still standing on that balcony by the kitchens at the top of the courtyard. So if you break the courtyard into a perfect square, which it is, on the um, on the eastern side of the square is the balcony with the kitchens. And on that balcony is where Mavira is standing. On the western end of the courtyard is where you are currently laying down with just like your eyes kind of poking over the lip of the courtyard and looking down. And directly beneath you um, is another balcony. 
and that's just i mean there's no one on it right now but it's just a balcony that connects the private suite to the um interior area that's to the north of you so to the south end of this courtyard is the private section of the um, mansion and on the north end of the courtyard if you went through the big marble doors would be the sort of reception hall area is the princess in the crowd no you do not see her anywhere all right fox which way which way are we going I don't All think right, we can do this, guys. Um. Okay. So, um, do I have to roll to remember? No, it hasn't been that long. The... Okay. The by the way, so... this map is still in our Discord thread. Yeah. If you guys want to also be looking at it, I'll still describe everything for our lovely podcast listeners. But I just wanted nice. you to know that that's available to you guys for reference. The guest rooms are in the reception hall to the north. They are on the west side of it. So you're already on that end of the estate, the west side of the estate. They're just a little to the north of you. Okay. All right. So if this is a courtyard, the guest rooms should be in that direction. Um, I'm going to, like, stay out of range of the courtyard edge and walk around to where I would remember that, you know... Yeah. Um. I guess I would go to what was it? Uh, guest room number three. Guest room three yeah. was Elaine Mollusks. Guest room four right. belonged to Caitlin, Princess of the Dwarven Kingdom of Gaim. And rooms one and two appeared to be empty when you searched them. Now, now Jeb. Before we do this, uh, do dirt folk have? some sort of normal security measure against other dirt folk just digging into their houses? I mean, sometimes, but not always. We're pretty, we're pretty like aware. We can kind of like sense through the ground a good bit when we're close to stuff. And so we just like stay out of people's business. Would it be uh, reasonable to assume that a trillionaire would have security measures? I think so. Okay. Especially Fox. in a town with, with yeah. so many diggers. Do you want me to, like, clean you off? Because you still kind of smell. <laughs> I changed suits. Oh, I know. I mean, but it's it's you, man. It's not the suit. And I'm going to pull up my blunderbuss, and I'm just going to cast press to digitation and just, like, zzz, like just clean him off a little bit. <laughs> Is it like a dust buster? Like, you <laughs> like hoover him up? <laughs> it's, more, it's, more like a, it's more like a hair dryer. It's like, okay. you know, like poofs, poofs out his clothes because it's like cleaning inside and everything shoots out the, his pants, like his pant collar, like uh, cuffs. Yeah, that's fine. You do that. Ah, Grubbug has added to the tension pool. Ooh. All right, that's one way to do it, I guess, Jebba. Thanks. Also, DM, um, does it work properly? Yes. It worked properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. I'm confused. It's okay. We can, he was we concerned that when he went above ground, his magic would stop working. Oh. No. Uh, I gotta say, oh. I, I'm fairly confident that Jess would have put in security measures to avoid people just digging into her palace. Well, there's only one way to find out, right? There, I, I <laughs> was about to say, even though I do agree with, with Zothkug, I also agree with Fox. <laughs> Alright, Jeb. Alright. Right here, straight down. Which room have is, you picked? Uh, so. Elena Mollusk. Mollusk. Okay. 
All right, can I uh, can I make like a dirt sense check of some kind to see if I can cut down through a wall and not just like drop into the through the roof? Sure. Roll insight. Ooh. I think you're you're basically trying to get some insight into the the structural composition of the ground beneath you. you gotta tell if that dirt is lying. It's kind of like stone cunning is the reason I'm mm -hmm. going with insight. I was say in a way. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. You're pretty yeah. confident that you're coming down to a wall, and you're saying you want to go out, like so you are not visible in the room, right? You want to be outside the wall. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking is uh, is that. This is this is, if this is dirt construction, the walls are probably really thick. Got it. And so I would like to like burrow down into the wall and Great. then pop like we can pop out through the wall on either side if we need to, but I don't want to just drop through the ceiling. Got it. People. Um you sure. You begin digging down and you make it about And I'm using I'm using mold earth. Yes. Yeah. Um okay, you use mold earth. So in that case, you make it about 10 feet down, which is right around where the top ceiling of the room, like the ceiling of the room would be based on Fox's recollection. And then when you attempt to mold earth beneath you, the earth actually molds itself back into place. And so at okay. first it almost feels like quicksand. Like you get a little jolt of like, oh no, like your foot's getting, it's slipping in, but it turns out it's just the dirt reforming beneath you it's kind of pushing back into its space and it literally like it pops you out the top like a banana like it just ejects you back out of the space is that supposed to happen Jeb? Uh, it does if you've got some sort of magical wards um, so it looks like they've got some some protection there I'm gonna try and do it manually and see if uh, see if anything happens here I'm just gonna kind of start to scratch into it a little bit with my claws just to I'm not gonna take a huge chunk but I'm just gonna like test that boundary um, you, nothing seems to happen. It seems to still let you dig. Okay. Looks like manual works, so we're gonna go with manual. Oh, well, okay. Well, keep a lookout for, I don't know, anything weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess do a lookout check. Uh, that would be to make perception. Sure <laughs> nobody's looking at sure. the top. And for pin. That will be, oh, for a second, I almost looked at the wrong thing. Uh, that would be 14. Okay. Um, as far as you can tell, nobody is looking towards you. The person at the highest elevation in the courtyard is Mavira, and Mavira is watching faces to try and see if anybody looks suspicious in the crowd. So, mm. like, you know, you, you kind of, okay. as someone who has often sussed out people in crowds before, you kind of recognize the, like, ah, this person is is really examining, like, demeanor, you know? Um, she, she's got a practiced eye and you can tell that like her insight is probably really good. Like you just get the sense that she has really good instincts for what, what people are doing. Um, okay. Okay. So the, let's see here. So you're digging now you're digging downwards. The, um, lower that you dig, the thinner the walls around you get. So you are able to, you start to hear through the wall just a little bit. Um, and you can't quite make out what they're saying, but you do hear muffled voices and it sounds like, um, there's a female voice and then a male voice speaking to each other, not actually in the room that you are next to, but in room four, the room that belongs to, um, Caitlin, the princess of, um, Gaim. The room that you are digging next to, you're pretty sure is empty, at least based on sound. You don't hear any noise in that room. Okay. 
Um, are the guys with me, or are they? Are you guys right waiting? now? They're probably keeping a lookout. Top. Yeah, up top. Yeah, okay. Is the hole big enough for one of us? It's probably not big enough for Alan and Zothkug if it's still fitting within the wall, but it is big enough for Fox. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put my ear up to the wall and kind of listen into the conversation if I can. Okay. Um, you listen into the conversation. Roll perception. Let's see how much you hear. Rolling a perception. That's what. I'm rolling, rolling, and rolling, yeah. rolling and rolling and rolling. Perception. That's a pretty good perception. Ooh. That's a seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Ooh. What you hear is um, you hear the sort of a, a polished, foreign, distinguished accent saying, "I'm so thirsty. How long is this going to take?" And then you hear someone else going, not to worry, Majesty, I will go and fetch something at once. Uh, how about I have the guard wait in here with you just to keep things safe? Yes, that will be fine. Whatever. Just just fetch something. And you hear a door squeak open, and then you can't quite hear what's exchanged. And then you hear someone say, I'll wait in here with you, Majesty, if that's all right. Yes, that's fine. Whatever. Just sit down, make yourself comfortable. That's fine. And then the door shuts, and the other voice is gone. And now there's just the other two people standing in this room, the new kind of deeper voice and the same person, and they're being silent. They're not speaking to each other. You wait for a moment, and then a few seconds after that, you hear her saying, what are you doing with... And then there's just silence in the room. I'm going to cast message up at uh, at Fox and be like, hey, Fox, um, I just heard a fancy, like, uh, highfalutin lady voice in here. And uh, there was, like, some sort of guard that was coming in. And uh, then she was like, what are you? And then just got cut off. Do we do something with that? Uh, I don't know because uh, we might want to help her but at the same point I don't know what we're up against but I'm pretty sure she's about to get kidnapped and can you dig a peephole and see if they're still in the room but dig a peephole okay um, into room 4 right the, stealthily the... roll stealth <laughs> roll stealth alright All right. specification lucky you that's it 10. All right. Maybe would have been better if he didn't specify. <laughs> I, I rolled three holes, one for both of my eyes and one for my snoot to fit out. So can my eyes up against it Sometimes really you can smell more than you can see. Um, True. Okay. You dig open these little peepholes and at this very moment, four inches away from you, like through the wall, there is a person whose back is to you, and they have a very, very exquisitely dressed dwarven woman kind of under the shoulders and are pulling her towards you, like towards the back of the room. Gonna message Fox. Fox. Um this this big person guard has a little person under his arms and he's dragging her somewhere. Soth has been blessed by chat. Thank There's you, Grubbo. Um, a tunnel hidden by an illusion in the room. He's going to take her there and down through a hole. Can we stop this now? I propose that we do not stop this yet and simply follow stealthily. At that moment, the man begins to turn around towards your peephole, Jeb. 
you he wasn't looking at you so you technically have the lead time to try and duck away if you want to or you can stay there and maybe he'll see you maybe he won't well i mean regardless of if he sees me or not there are two little peoples that's true like there's a people there um in this snap moment do i see anything medium-sized and heavy in the room like like a vase or a oh yeah sure a there's very like dense brass globe or like think of these rooms as like ball. think of these rooms as like three to four star hotel rooms so there's like some generic framed art on the wall and there's probably a vase with some flowers there's like a little mini ice chest you know stuff like that okay um <laughs> i'm gonna cast catapult on the because uh, i just need to be able to see it okay <laughs> on, on the component? okay <laughs> no it's it's only somatic so i just whoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay and i'm just gonna yank it through the air and conk the guy on the head <laughs> okay to um does does catapult go exactly where you want or just a direction yes. you want no it you you fling it up to 90 feet in a direction you choose uh and you can strike a character like you can aim oh, okay. it at a character they need to make a deck save got it that's what i was trying to figure out is if we need yeah. to have you roll um okay he did not pass his deck save so here's what happens this this guy who's carrying the princess kind of under her arms and like dragging her back towards the wall turns around presumably to do something and he locks eyes with you and he looks like he can't process what he's seeing in time to react like he freezes up for a couple seconds and then the vase shoots through the air and clocks him in the back of the head with a loud like you know as it cracks into a bunch of different pieces it's like a good oh, solid was a metal vase uh no oh, it's no. a it's like a solid clay vase like like think like the pots that link smashes on the ground in miniature it's one of those and it like smashes yeah, into the back of his head clatters against it a little bit of like blood sprays out to the side as oh. it like cuts into his scalp oh, no. and he just crumples to the ground unconscious at your feet i'm not sure what if this is worth mentioning but i did 11 points of bludgeoning damage on him okay he's unconscious okay yeah what's going on um Jeff, I'm, I'm going in yeah <laughs> do you need help yes <laughs> i'm gonna go start in? carving my way out okay <laughs> okay you dig out into the room, and uh, you are still alone in the room. There's now a hole in the wall behind you. As you climb out of the wall and into the room, you see a there's like a basin, like a wash basin, that's like along basin. the wall where you were. And as you step over it, you realize that it's actually an illusion. Like your foot dips a little bit too far in, and you realize that it actually is like the gateway to a tunnel. So that's probably what he was doing when he spun around, was checking to make sure he was lined up with the tunnel that's hidden beneath the illusion. Um, the princess, the uh, her name is Caitlin, um, and she is basically wearing like a bunch of gold ornamentation. She has like bracelets around her shoulders and then another set around her wrists. She's got on a very elaborate dress, and she is also unconscious on the floor um, next to the now unconscious guard. The guard has a scimitar on one side and a mace on the other side like of his one. of his belt okay uh can alan come down the tunnel is the tunnel can alan go down like is that jeb never widened it he just dug into no. the room yeah i needed to take care of the princess lady first i'm just gonna like is she unconscious yes okay um i'm gonna like pick her head up and go pop 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 uh okay hey wake up you are able to wake her up she like gasps <gasps> who who are you 
hand over the what? mouth. Hand okay. over the mouth. And I'm saying, you're the guard like was doing something to you. I took him out. I'm I'm oh we're we're cool. Like I'm I'm here to help you. I don't know what's going on. Her Speak eyes quiet. are still like wide and shocked, but as she's looking at you, she almost looks more shocked and revolted that like anyone is touching her clothes than she is that like you woke her up by slapping her or any, or any of what's going on. She's like, these are expensive. Like that's the kind of face that oh, she has. Yeah. She's like, so I help her up and I, and I kind of dust her clothes off a little bit and then I use my blunderbuss and I cast press to digitation and just and they are like dry clean cleaned. They are as clean as they have ever been. She takes a step back from you and goes, who are you? And then immediately turns and like checks herself in the mirror, like spins around and kind of like gets, you know, make sure her clothes are actually clean. Uh, Thank you. Uh, What, what is, what did you do to, he, he attacked me. He, he he had a, what, what is going on? Well, that thought, do you know why they, anybody would want to kidnap you? Because somebody's trying to. No, not I'm no, not at all. I'm I'm not even from here. I'm visiting on business. I was invited by by well, not me. My my mother was invited. Um but I, she couldn't come because she's a queen and has stuff to do. So she sent me. So I'm I'm here to meet with Basin about some business opportunity, but I didn't even have a chance to have my meeting before. So the, I I'm not even the first attack. She like she seems to have kind of realized what's happening again like it's slowly all coming back to her. Someone someone attacked Elaine Mollusk and they they're trying to figure out who it was. And so they they asked me to wait here where it was safe and then I I just wanted a drink and then what what is going where did you come from let me get my let me get my friends and I go over to the hole and I'm just kind of hey boss I'm gonna yeah, ask man. you guys come, come on down and I'm just gonna like dig my way up and as I, like as I dig my way up I'm like widening it so like in the yeah. restroom it's just like Winnie the Pooh tunnel just like <laughs> <laughs> just like just pouring out yeah on the ground. <clears throat> Uh, you accomplished that, so everyone can now come down the tunnel. Alan right. will Alan will come down and see the the guard on the ground and kind of like piece together what was happening from the sounds that he heard and stuff. And he's like, yeah. uh, I, I had it coming. As a pantsless man wearing a male shirt enters the room, the princess like backs up the whole way to the front door of the guest room. Like, who in the heck is this? She doesn't say anything. She just backs the whole way up. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, as I'm coming down and like rush through, I'm gonna be like, <clears throat> sorry about the intrusion, princess. Uh, these are my uh, some of the adventuring company I've employed. When, and when I invited are... you to call, this is not what I had in mind. I'm aware the situation has become much more uh, has has escalated much more quickly than we initially thought it would. Escalated? Before, Did you not cause this situation? I'm not uh, stupid, no. you know. I'm aware that you left moments before they locked down this party because someone attacked Elaine Mollusk. <clears throat> as I as I come down, <laughs> uh, okay. Ah, think, and your friend has a new face again. I think we can work this out. I think we can all promise to be truthful here and explain. I think, and she draws herself. I have an herself, idea on what we should do next. She Alan, draws like, up to, to her. Get a word in. <laughs> she draws up to her full like. I mean, she's a dwarf, but as as much of her full height as she can muster, and she says, "I think you have thirty seconds to convince me not to summon the guards." I think oh. that if you summon another guard, they're going to behave like the previous guard, and that there's something bigger than us and bigger than you that's happening here, and that we need to handle that she like what he said and the same thing happened to a lame mollusk that was gonna happen to you so you did attack her 
Alan starts putting on the unconscious guard's clothes. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Alan, as you're putting you. on as you're putting on the unconscious guard's clothes, you realize that um, there is a patch on the guard's left shoulder, very, very small, like the size of a postage stamp, and on it is the symbol of an anvil with a rod breaking over it. Um, okay. Meanwhile, you guys are continuing to speak to the princess. She looks down at the at the guard on the floor and she goes, "Okay, you make a fair point. Perhaps I won't summon the guards." <laughs> Yet. Okay, okay. Wise choice, ma'am. Um, so me and as as you know him, my master, uh came here to investigate um into what we thought might have been some issues, right? Um there's something going on involving all of Uroda, and we thought maybe Jess might know something, and I think it turns out she knows more than we thought because she might be in on it. Um, there is a secret tunnel right here, and I, I show the illusion. Okay. And there's uh, one. I was wondering what that was. My foot kind of went through it. There's one matching in Elaine Mollusks. He was gonna take you down that tunnel, down to who knows what, and you weren't the only one down there, and neither was Elaine. I managed to get Elaine out of the room, but they found her again. That was my B, but I did rescue two other people, and I don't think they've been found yet, which is probably why they're questioning people. But they probably don't want you to know that two people are missing. They've told everyone that someone attacked Elaine Mollusk, and that no one is to leave until they found the attacker. Uh, they were the ones who attacked Elaine Mollusk. I believe this is a tactic to simply take most of the VIP guests here out one by one. What does that mean? Take them out? We, I, okay. we believe there may be some nefarious brainwashing uh, that is happening behind the scenes here. Um, and what my proposal is to sneak us down there and get us to rescue who we can. I, and then Alan will gesture the fact that he's probably got most, if not all of the yeah, guards he's on now. by now. I will pose as this guard. Also, side note, uh, this patch here, we've recognized this. He like... Leans in with the patch on his shoulder. I believe this is a symbol of their conspiracy. Anyway, uh, amazing that guard had the same size as you. It is incredible. Those are the guys that killed my grandpa. Ah, this Um, runs. I think I think we need we need to get the princess to safety. Anyway, do you have a way to get me to the surface? Yes. And Jeb, you get her to the surface. Fox. You shapeshift to look as close to the princess as you can. I will drag you down. I'm going to look like a tall princess. The princess okay. looks at him and goes, there is no way he could pull this off. <laughs> I mean, with the right clothes, he could. Exactly. No, guys. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. She has spare wardrobe somewhere in this room, I assume. And Alan will like look at the... Princess, like, I don't keep my own wardrobe on me. My servants carry that. Where are they? All right, all right. Well, stop. one of them is out fetching me refreshments. He'll be back any moment. He'll panic. Don't worry, I'll calm him down. That's uh, the, the important part. From him. The uh, this is why I'm asking to go to the surface. I have a way to contact my retinue if we can make it back to the surface. And she shows you a cipher embedded in one of her gold wristlets. Um, and she says, "All I need are ten lesser wingle digits." Ah, look, complimentary. And she swipes them off a table. And with these, I can summon a few of my own knights, and they will take me away. Ah, that sounds well, good. We can get you perfect. to the surface. 
Oh no, Wash. His audio went out. Oh, poor Jebediah. Jeb goes deaf temporarily. Rip him. <laughs> deaf and um, mute. And mute. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So let's at least wait until... Oh. Your right hand man oh, no. back, because I'd, I'd prefer, you know, that we calm him down, and also I prefer my face be visible, uh, as long as, as, because my face is gone now. Um, just keep rolling. And, and so, yeah, no, we, we need to, we need to sort this out right now. We need to get if her out we, as quickly as possible. If we leave with her and then he comes back one of us is gonna die over a I, misconception the second the servant is back and calm we we get okay. get them out of here exactly. at that very Who? moment the door cracks open as you're saying the second the servant is back and calm and he comes in and immediately he just goes what are you doing the door is wide open what are you doing in here who are you alan will attempt Princess. to uh she whirls around and goes calm down calm down she shuts the door these do, do you go. not recognize i know he doesn't have the hat on but don't you recognize him he goes yes but but he he's the one who he he left and then they and then they just calm down it's it's fine it's fine they've given their side and i am inclined to believe in them i am the left hand of justice here not you he goes Fine, very well, Majesty. And he sit, he like calms down, and that's like the end of it. Like, <laughs> that's the the end of his insubordination. Dang. We're going to leave now. They're going to take us to the surface. We will summon four of our knights, and we will leave. Very well, Majesty. Very well. Um, I I think this is a great time, uh, Zoth. Uh, we might want to plead our case if you're going to leave, and perhaps you can plead it to her as you're leaving. You're right. You do need to leave right now, Your Majesty. But this uh, might before, be more wider spreading than the dirt folk. Also, uh, before you leave, uh, Sir, and he like Alan turns towards the servant. Do you have a set of Your Majesty's clothes that uh, we could borrow? Oh, uh, yes, yes. I believe I have a set of those. Uh, Thank one, you. One, one moment and he sits down and he pulls out the tiniest suitcase you've ever seen it like fits in the palm of his hand yo and he flips it open and it expands into a full-size nice. suitcase and then he flips that open and it expands into a full-size garment bag and he pulls out of the garment bag like a full set of um i mean they're equally exquisite clothes in slightly different colors i mean when cool. when 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 you're made of money like you pretty much all your clothes are equally fancy and exquisite so sure. it's an elaborate will, dress and you know gesture. pearls and matching uh ornamentation and all you know all the different pieces yeah alan will gesture towards fox to for for the the servant to hand it to him okay um i'm gonna repeat again this is not okay. how this works uh it no, is how I'll we will try. attempt to make it work um, so, Josh. Yes? The, um, a human is medium size. Yeah. Um, minus genetic defects, the shortest a human can be is, like, just a little under five foot, right? Yeah. I believe five feet is the, the number in D&D. In D&D? Okay. Well, I'm going for the shortest I can go. Hey, <laughs> I just looked something up, Matt, and you're going to like this. Oh. Uh, a dwarf is also size medium in Dungeons & Dragons. 
Yeah. Oh. So maybe it's four feet. Um, because well, then, dwarves are four to five feet tall. So you actually can mind. match the, the princess's height. Well, I'm still going to think I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I've never gone that short. <laughs> All right. Well, um, under the quantum realm. Boop, 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 <laughs> For the second um, time in the past 20 minutes, Matt's character strips and changes into something else. <laughs> um, as I, uh, change it to the clothes i'll morph as i go getting shorter and shorter that is um, just uncanny and 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 uh you know shrinking and filling out places until right. i look a spitting image of what i view the princess to be from what i can tell does your voice change too i don't <clears> think <throat> you can do voices um i don't think changeling voices change that's good thing good thing good thing the princess is knocked out as you will not have to imitate her voice and good thing i have a lot of marks and deception. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Fox, I will tell her on the surface. I don't think it's safe to talk here. That's fine. Just, it's something we should talk about. So, all right. All right, Jeb, can you dig us up and then close the tunnel behind you? I'm, I'm digging us up and then closing the tunnel behind us? Yeah. <clears throat> to get and the princess Alan, out. And Alan is going to begin dragging Caitlin, I mean Fox <laughs> um, down the tunnel. Okay. Question. Are what do the walls in here look like? I presume they are not rough dirt. The walls in here are smooth dirt that has been mixed with like clay and harder sediment to make them stay a little bit more solid. Okay. Um I do not think that I will be able to repair this without magical means, and we've already determined that magical means are probably not going to work out, okay? So let's get you guys up top and then I'll do a thing. So I'm going to help them up through the hole and, and get them up onto the surface. Great. Um, and then I'm going to pop back down and Alan, you're going down, right? Yes, uh, I believe it would be smart for uh, Fox and I to go first. And then if you or and maybe just you, I don't know, uh, Zothkug, you and Zothkug would like to uh, follow stealthily from okay. a distance, perhaps. Right. I'm gonna cast Mold Earth and take the big, huge mound of dirt that's in here mm -hmm. and just move it over and make a big flat wall in front of the the door, so that if somebody tries to to come in, it just like boom, 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 boom. it just is against a like a big flat chunk of okay chunk of dirt. The the dirt moves over to the door like you ask it to, and then as soon as the spell is over, the dirt seems to just slither along the floor back to where it was, kind of in its piles along the ground. Well, that complicates things. Um, okay. We're going to push the bed in front of the door then. <laughs> <laughs> the servant is like, what? <laughs> He's like looking down from the top, very confused at what you're doing, remodeling the room. Well, um, I mean, there's a big, yeah, there's a big hole yeah. in here. We don't want people to come in here behind us. Um, okay, so you push the bed along the door. You don't need to roll anything for that. You just do it. Does it have a lock? The it's door? a guest room. I presume it has a lock, yeah. It has one of the, like, the hotel-style locks where, like, you can push the button to lock it, but then they could unlock it from the other side if they needed to. Does it have a little flippy deadbolt thing where you can override that? Yeah. I'm going to flip the little flippy deadbolt thing over. <laughs> All right. Flippy deadbolt thing flipped. TM. It's trademark. Yep. <laughs> does it have the little? Does it have the little hangy thing? 
the chain or you can put it like the, the no the no room for service little tag that you can put on the door on the outside <laughs> sure oh my that's God. fun disturb yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna open up the door just like whoop and hang that little on the outside and then close the door and then do the flippy deadbolt thing and then push the door i mean the bed in front of it i'm Dang. gonna roll the tension pool to see if anyone's out there when you open the door of course you're going to do that yeah well it was the sixth tension die so well it's gonna happen anyway is there anybody out there um do you want to build a snow bed okay no we do have a complication let's see how it goes all right you open the door and just as you open the door another servant is walking by it's not a security person it's like a kitchen staff type person but they see you and they go is is, is everything all right in there what what who, who are you you don't i don't remember you being in this room what's your name what? Oh, Alan will put uh, will put Fox down. <laughs> oh, um, I, we I are we are busy. Is that I'm fine. what, what happened? Winks. What happened to the to the wall behind? He's like trying to see further into the room behind you. What Jeb is like is like pushing pushing the doors at. Good day, sir. We Wait, we do not need any room service. You? Goodbye. I don't remember. Look, look. Okay, as you shut the door, you hear him mutter to himself, I'm going to have to get a guard to check on that. That's weird. And he, like, walks off down the balcony. You hear his footsteps fade away. Ah, shit. All right, we're on a time schedule. Alan's going to pick uh, pick fake Caitlyn back up and actually start going down the down the hole. Okay, the yeah, hole is a ladder. Up. It's, a, it's like a, a ladder with maybe four extra feet of clearance behind it. So for you, it's like a... You're pretty much the full size of this uh. vertical tunnel so to bring um fox with you you would have to take her like either fate, uh, we're gonna call her fatelin fake fakelin sure so fakelin okay. you would have to find a way to maneuver her down the tunnel like either on your shoulders or like like it would have it would take some well, creativity how are you gonna how, try and pull that off how much of length of the ladder is it uh it's about two and a half stories and which is 25 can, feet does there seem to be any movement up there right now? Uh, it's a it's a down, down. and at the bottom there uh, is it's like a, a waste and trash refuse type thing at the very bottom. Is so okay. like it leads down to a sewer system. And by the uh, way, I'll, when I'll you go for don't you don't have to go into the water. There's like a there's like a uh, a little hole behind the ladder. Okay, uh, I'll go first, and then you go after me. I, no, no one seems to be watching at this point, but once we reach solid ground, I'll drag you. Okay. So, that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, what? So, who went first? Sorry, remind me. Me. Okay. You, you head down to the ladder, and just as Fox said there was, um, just before you get to the bottom of the ladder, there is a hidden through illusion, but there's a little gap in the tunnel behind you. So like if your back is to the ladder, you're looking at the gap and you can mm -hmm. slither through on your belly, but for you, it's gonna be an extra tight squeeze. Like it's probably gonna scrape your front and your back versus Fox who is able to kind of slither through it. So you can still make it. I'm just, you know, okay. it's gonna it's gonna leave your clothes kind of scuffed and whatever. So that's okay. Uh, I'm a guard, you, that happens. That's true, it does happen when you're guarding. Uh, you head into, you crawl through. I'm going to roll attention pool to see if anyone's in there. There's only one die in it right now, so that's at least lucky. Okay, nobody True. is in the hallway as you slither into the, the dungeon hallway, but you now see exactly what Fox told you you would see, which is a long tunnel that stretches off to your left and right. 
Um, to your right, there are several other, which to your right would be leading towards the other guest rooms. To your mm-hmm. right, there are um, several, like, basically forks off of the tunnel, and then you can't see past the very end of it. And to your left, the tunnel makes an immediate turn, and you don't know what's beyond that. And Fox has oh. also not explored this direction, so he couldn't tell you. Alan will wait for, 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 for Fox to come, or Fakelin to come down. Yep, Fakelin arrives. Um, are you going to try and do anything to avoid screwing up your clothes, or are you just going to do it? Fakelin has been dragged by me oh, so, that's right. so, like this whole time, so Fakelin shouldn't care. Right. Okay. I don't care. All right, Fakelin, you make your way into the tunnel. Um, Jeb and Zothkug, uh, what are you two doing? Uh, well, I'm at the top with Caitlin and the servants, and okay. I'm yelling at Jeb, Jeb, hurry up! I'm going to cast message and point it up towards Zoth and be like, sorry, I was a little preoccupied with some stuff earlier. What, what's what's the plan? Are you uh, coming down or I'm going up? or what? what, what you're are coming up. Zoth, you don't hear anything. Jeb, you hear your own voice echo back to you. Oh, well, bites. Okay. Well, then I'm going to scrabble, scrabble, scrabble up the hole. Yeah. I pop my head up. Boop. Hey, I uh, don't know the plan. I uh, was not paying attention. I'm sorry. You what, should, what are we doing? You should cover up this hole for now. Uh, I'm going to debrief the princess and the servant before they go, and then we're going to go back and hopefully follow them. I can cover up the hole up top, but I can't cover it up on the bottom. The the It's too messed up. Um, like I, my magic doesn't work. I'd be literally just packing it in with my claws and it's too pristine down there for that to be passable. I think maybe it'd be better for me to just kind of hang out down there and kind of so that you'd know what's going on if you need. Or are you thinking of, like, do we know how much time that we're supposed to give Alan and Fox before we follow them? I do not. Well, I, I can't message them. So... I'll try and be as quickly as possible then. Okay. Just uh, let me know if someone comes in or, you know, don't get caught seen. Sure. And <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to hang down out at the bottom of the hole so that if somebody okay. like, if like I can kind of hear up top and I can see out into the room a little bit if I poke my head out. Got it. Uh, okay. You are hanging out there just waiting. Zoth, do you want to do anything at the top of the hole or should we jump back down to uh, uh, Fakelin and Alan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to debrief the princess and the servant about the situation. Okay. Um, you do your best to explain the situation. I will roll to see if they believe you. Are you going are you telling them everything? Uh, I'm telling them the as abridged as I can but not leaving out the important information. <laughs> Princess, you should really check out this podcast. He's just like, <laughs> uh, okay. So at the um, at the bottom of the tunnel, meanwhile, Fakelin and Owlin are now standing together in an empty tunnel that stretches off to the right and the left. Owlin will once again get into dragging Fakelin uh, position mm-hmm. by the by the shoulders or by the armpits or whatever. Uh, uh, where, where? Which way? Box, which way? Um, okay. Uh, we go right, right where where we haven't gone left. We won't go left. Um, keep going until you see an empty room, circular room, down one of the hallways. Alan will drag Fakelin, following those instructions. Okay. Um, Alan begins dragging Fakelin, following those instructions, and you head down. There are 
there's one more entry room, just like the one you came from, with a hole at the base of the wall, and then there's a ladder behind it. And then after that, there are four basically round cells that are about 15, maybe 20 feet in diameter. So the tunnel forks off a little ways, and then there's this big round room. And there are four of those. And then at the very end, there is a large stone door, which is currently closed. Um, are you, Fox, are you going into one of the round rooms? What's the What's the play here? Um, I guess for the time being, uh, if nobody else is down here, right, from what we can no, see? No, right now it's empty. All right, you don't have to drag me anymore. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to stay as quiet as possible, though, just in case. Uh, look for any bodies in these cells. Okay. Um, I'm going to search the first two, I guess. And then I'll search the other ones, I guess. Uh, both of you roll investigation. Ooh. Dirty 20. Also dirty 20. Let's go. A lot of dirty 20s down here in a dirty cellar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> neither of you finds any bodies, but you do recognize the kind of grimy muck that covers the ground is similar to the stuff you saw on the ground at Dig Site 6. Yep. And um, you also, as you're sort of investigating around looking for things, you can find evidence that like someone has been down here at some point like you find you know oh like there's an earring in one room and there's just like evidence that there have been bodies in these rooms um but fox you recognize the ones in your rooms as people you moved like you see oh I, that that looks like the the um buckle off of the deputy's belt and you know stuff like that right so. fox do you suppose that where do you where do you think these people have been moved uh I know where two of them are. I if they're still there. Well, I I mean by these guys, and he kind of any points to the anvil uh, on his shoulder. I that I do not know, and uh, I would imagine that probably has something to do with the only way we haven't gone down yet. Ah, uh, that does make sense. Um, is it dragging time again? Do you well, think? We right now have an escape route, right? We have a hole to the surface. True. Perhaps we risk rescuing the two people I stashed down here? Where did you stash them down here in these tunnels? Uh, not in these tunnels per se. Um, actually through that stone door, which may or may not lead into a little cellar area hidden behind a bookcase which might be the main study where they might be doing interrogations yeah you know um sure let's check it out out <laughs> 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 there's a point where al is just like i don't know i guess that's just uh the best next logical step all right let's do it <laughs> okay um, so you guys head towards the door at the end of the tunnel. Meanwhile, Jebediah, you are sitting kind of behind your... It, it, there's a hole in the wall now, but you're in the little tunnel, at least, that you made from the surface down to the guest room. And you hear a very decisive, you know... Uh, excuse me, princess? Is everything all right in there? <laughs> Jeb's going to do his very best princess impersonation. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I need to hear your very best princess impersonation. All right. Um. Uh. Uh. uh 
Why are you bothering? Uh, why? <clears throat> why are you bothering us? Oh, leave us be. Roll deception with disadvantage. With disadvantage. I yeah. Ooh, not good. That's uh ten. That's not good. <laughs> the voice on the other side of the door goes, there's some intruder in here. Go and get more guards. And he begins banging on the door, trying to get it open. It's rattling against the bed, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the room. He has not yet knocked it down. How dare you? Leave, I said, leave us be. <laughs> Are you going to roll again with disadvantage? You, you can. <laughs> you can if you want to try again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two net twenties, guys. Come on, let's go. Yeah, you got it. Jake, I need you. Uh, uh, Fox, I need you to blow on the dice real quick. <sighs> All right, Jake, I need you to blow on, on the dice. It's your turn. Okay. No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> fourteen. It's better, but not great. <laughs> With a crash, the guard kicks the door and it begin like it starts moving. The bed gets pushed back and the door is now about a foot open and he starts cramming a big shoulder through trying to like force the door the rest of the way. But it locks on that little flippy <laughs> little, little flippy little, thing, yep. He can, only, he can only get like three inches open, right? <laughs> well, yeah, right now. He's trying to shove his shoulder through and, and like get into the room and he realizes what's happening and you hear him like unsheath something. You hear like a shing as he unsheaths some weapon, and a few moments later, you can see it's literally as thick as the gap in the door. This man's broadsword just like, and he smashes the chain, and then he like uses the sword as a lever and like wedges the door, and so it begins to kind of slide the bed backwards, and there is now enough space around. for him to step into the room. He steps into the room and goes, "Princess, are you, are you visible right now, Jeb? Like, are you in the hole in the wall, or are you back in the tunnel a little bit?" Well, um, let me ask you this, because I never really asked before. Um, let's say, theoretically, that the door is on the north side of the room. What side would the hole be? The door is on the east side of the room, and you're on the west side. Like, the hole is... The... Okay, so it's opposite. Yeah. So even if I push into the hole, like, he's still going to see me. He's going to see the hole. He might not see you, because you dug down to guest room three and then moved up to guest room four. Yes. So you've got a little sideways action there. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll back into the hole a little bit. Okay, you back into the hole, and you hear him push it open, and then he goes, Great Scott! What is this? And he, like, runs over to the door, or to the hole, I mean, to try and see what's going on. As he runs over to the hole... Um... Uh, yeah? Oh, were you gonna say something? Not if you're gonna do something while he's moving over there. Um, I was gonna cold conk him on the head with the butt of my pistol, if he pokes his head in there. Uh, okay. Uh, well, he does poke his head in there and he goes, huh? And he sees you and he seems to kind of like freeze up for a couple seconds trying to process what he's seeing. He's These like, guards do not have good eyes with you. Times. And then, like, <laughs> um, you're going to hit him. Yep. Oh. Just like, bam, with the, with the butt of my, <laughs> with the butt of my blunderbuss. Okay. Um, with their blunderbuss. Roll if you damage. <laughs> I don't think you need to roll to hit at that, that distance. This is like a comedy Ocean's Eleven going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not done yet. 
That in fact, it's just begun. <laughs> Maybe this is the second act low. You don't know. Right, right. Five. Five. All right, you deal five damage as you hit him in the head, and he looks up at you, and he finally, like, all the pieces seem to have clicked into place, and he, like, who are you? And he just reaches out and attempts to grapple you by the shoulders and bring you back through the hole. So that's his athletics and your acrobatics. Okay. He rolled a 11. I rolled a 17. All right. You are just too fast. You like squirm out of his hands. And again, it's like as you move past him, he seems to kind of like freeze up for just a half second as he's trying to figure out what you're doing. He's like, where's he going? You know, he like it kind of like is too much for him to follow. Um, And I'm just going to cast frostbite in his face. Okay. Um, You cast frostbite in his face. And from your position in the wall, it seems to work. You uh, hit him in the face with frostbite. Um, is that a, a... He dodges. Okay, save for half damage? Yeah, he, uh, a save for no damage. Okay. That's uh, a con save. He rolled an 18? Ooh, that saves. Okay. So Dang. you cast your spell at him, but he, again, like just barely catching on in time. He like, whoa, and he kind of like pulls his head back out of the hole as you cast the spell. And then once the spell has ended, he again leans into the hole and tries to reach out and grab you. He rolled a 12 on his acrobat or athletics. I got a 17. Again. Um, Okay. Well, he tries to grab you. And again, you like, uh uh-uh, you like scurry out of the way a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna scurry up out of his reach because he's like a big dude. I'm yeah. a little, little guy. Okay. So he's at the base of the the whole like, who are you? Where did you come from? Get back down here right now. Beep 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 beep. You just leaving? Boo, 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 out yeah. of here. Okay. He's gonna nope out. Okay, you just nope out. So Zothka, you're at the top of the thing talking to the princess who's like, she's summoned her knights and you can now see in the distance there are a few horses like galloping towards you at full tilt. Um, and then all of a sudden Jeb just is there next to you and hey. you can hear some indistinguished yelling from like kind of down in the hole. Guard showed hey. up. Couldn't stop him. Is he following? He's not big enough to follow or he's not small enough to follow. He's not big enough. I thought the hole was big enough for Alan to fit through. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he is then. <laughs> <laughs> I look down. You look down, he is not following you. He's at the base of the hole, but it looks like with his, like, sword and stuff that's, like, clipped to his waist, it's too much for him to, like, wiggle his way up the tunnel. Because you dug it down in, like, like a funnel, um, a funnel shape almost. So it's easier to slide down and get through the hole than it is to, like, actually pop through the small end and climb back up. Owlin wiggles, 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 yeah. Um, He's off. So, uh, should I kill him? (laughs) <laughs> uh, do we need to? That's what I'm asking you. I, I, if we can avoid it, I'd say no. Can we avoid killing him? Are you asking me? No, I'm asking okay. Zoth. <laughs> I hope we can. But can we? I need, I need a decision. Yes. Okay. Today's your lucky day, pup. He looks up at you and goes, "Who are you?" And you just knock him out. Sure. And uh, I'm just going to like, like I'm kind of straddling the hole. Okay. And I'm just going to jump and feet together and just go. 
down. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to cannonball with both heels, like, right onto his face as he's looking up. How deep is this hole? I have no idea. It's about 10 feet, 15 feet now. It's about 15 okay. feet deep. So it's about 10 feet. feet that you've dropped. So... Well, that's um, at least a d6 worth of fall damage. I was just going to say, roll a d6, and we're <laughs> going to treat that as your attack. And then half of the damage you deal to him, you're going to deal to yourself just in, like, foot and shin pain. Sure, that's six. I rolled okay. max damage. So he takes six damage, and you take three damage as you just catapult down onto this man's face. He, like, whoa, and, like, stumbles back and falls onto the floor. As he falls onto the floor out of that hole, there isn't a floor there. And he tumbles into the illusory, like, basin thing. But he's too big to fall the whole way down it. So he's like kind of stuck across it, you know, like bent at the waist. So his waist is like down in the hole. And then his feet are still in the tunnel. He's like splayed out in front of you. Um, take his sword if I can. Okay. Like, is he distracted enough that I can like yeah, take absolutely. his weapon away? You reach down to take his sword and he seems like he's just like he's a little out of it from his from his fall. So you take the sword from him. Um, meanwhile, in the cellar or in the dungeon beneath the estate, uh, Fox and Allen are headed towards the stone door. Uh, which of you is is in the um, is in the front? I'll take uh, the lead. Okay. Would it be beneficial for me to drag you through the study to keep uh, up illusion sake? Um, be honest, Allen. Um, I'm not sure because usually they drag you through the study down to here, not the other way around. Ah, so it would seem improper and suspicious either way. Uh, but you know what? Actually, you going first, just to make sure if the way's clear, ah, uh, if anybody is there, you can be like, hey, I'm a guard. I like you. This is true. I will I will go first, and uh, Fox will stay behind at first. Okay. Um, you get to the stone door, and for, for you with your significantly larger muscle mass than Fox, the door moves quite easily. Um, you are able to, it, you know, it take, you kind of have to brace your shoulder against it, but you're able to pretty easily, you know, you slide the door and you're even able to keep it sort of lifted onto the hinge so that it doesn't scrape on the ground. So you open the door pretty quietly and there is a dark stairwell in front of you that leads up to a wooden wall, which you can presume is the back of the book, uh, bookshelf that Fox mentioned earlier. So you head up to the bookshelf and you can hear on the other side of the bookshelf, you can hear a female voice questioning someone. Um, the female voice is saying, how long were you at the party tonight? And the other person is saying, I, I got your invitation. I came right when it started, right around five o'clock. And I was just here to, I, I, all I've had is some punch. What, what is this about? Did you attack Elaine Mollusk? No, of course I didn't attack Elaine Mollusk. I didn't even know Elaine Mollusk was here. What were you doing? Elaine Mollusk was a guest at this estate and she has been attacked and I will not stop until I find the attacker. Now, was it you? And you hear like the sound of hands being slapped onto the arm of a chair as she presumably leans in for like bad cop mode. Like, if it was you, I will know. And the person goes, why are you staring at me like that? It's so weird. And that's kind of the conversation happening on the other side. Uh, Alan, is it clear? Alan will sneak back to talk to Fox. It seems as though someone's conducting uh, interrogations based on uh, the Elaine Mollusk situation. I, I don't know the voice. Perfect. Uh, okay. How is that perfect? Okay. You rush up there. Go through, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide. You go through, say, there's been a disturbance right 
and hopefully you can get them to leave the room. Uh, say there's something going on in the guest room. Okay. Oh, which okay. Which is not wrong. Which, uh, should I tell them the wrong guest room, though, so our friends don't get caught? Yes. Okay, which guest rooms were open? Uh, say it was guest room three where there was a problem. Okay, sounds great. I will. All right, so then Alan's gonna, like, do hurried, hurried run, like he's gonna go report something. Okay, so you basically run up to the top of the stairs, and on this side of the bookshelf, there is an actual door handle. So you just turn the handle and bust open the thing, and you run into the room. There is a red-haired gnome woman who is um, basically, like, her hands are resting on the arms of a chair and is like right up in the face of a dirt woman who's wearing like it, it's like like Sunday best type clothes, like sort mm-hmm. of a fancy suit that doesn't seem to get worn very much uh, type of outfit. And and she's just leaned right over her like, tell me what's going on. Was it you? And you bust into the room and she spins around and locks eyes with you. And like for a second, it's like she doesn't realize what's going on. And then she's like, oh, yes, a guard. She goes, what's going on? What, what are you doing in here? There's been a disturbance in guest room three. At that very moment, on the other side of the room, a door busts open and someone runs in and goes, something's going on in guest room four. We're not totally sure what's going on yet, but one of our guards went in there and called for backup. Just so you know, we're going to go reinforce the uh, guest room three. And he looks at yes. you kind of confused. No, 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 no. It's in guest room four. Are, are you sure I could have sworn it was guest room three when I ran by there? The red-haired gnome lady uh, looks back and forth from one of you to the other and goes, "What is this?" I, I, I was I, I I heard the disturbance. Perhaps I misheard which room the disturbance was in and, and went and mis- misidentified the room. It could have been guest room four. Maybe we'll check. Maybe we should check both just in case. She walks over to a desk in the back of the room and she just waves to the two of you. Don't let her leave to the person in the chair and then walks over to her desk and she takes a stack of 10 greater wingle digits, shoves them down into a depression in the desk and goes, Mavira, what's going on in the guest rooms? And you, after a few moments hesitation, you hear a message come back that just says, Lady, it appears there has been a disturbance in both guest rooms. We are investigating right now. And um, she turns to you and goes, apparently you're both right. All right. <laughs> well, in that case, how about you two go and reinforce the guest rooms? Get out of here. Actually, you, I'd like you to go back and um, get get the other people out of this room. And she motions to a back door where um, presumably there is some kind of waiting room for the people who are being interrogated. If there's another disturbance going on, just get them all back into the courtyard and, and we'll move from there. There's an exit on the other side of the room. And she turns back to her current interrogatee and says, we are not done yet. And like leans back down on the chair. Does Alan recognize the red-haired late gnome? Uh, I don't know. Have you seen any depiction of Jess Basin before? Depiction? Yeah, like any art or... I don't know. I don't think you have, because you didn't okay. come to the party before. This is your first time in the house. She does have and, a bunch of... There's even a sculpture of her in the house, but I don't think you've been in the well, house before. Yeah, no, we've just tunneled in. Yeah, I um, mean, you can assume because she's acting all in charge that she might be Jess Basin, but it would be an uh, assumption. Can, could Alan roll, like, intelligence or something like that? Sure, roll just insight. See. Okay. Dang, 10. It's reasonable to assume or infer that this is Jess Basin. Okay... Has the other guard left to do his thing yet? Yeah, the other guard has left to go do his thing. He just turned around and left to go reinforce. Uh, uh, 
Alpalin is gonna <laughs> rage and attack Jess Mason. Who we can only assume is Jess Mason. Oh um, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Al Alan's gonna oh. rage and attack Jess Mason. Oh my goodness. Um, the, the volcano's taking over, y'all. Uh, his intention his intention is to incapacitate Jess Basin, not kill Jess Basin, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, You're going to hit her with the flat side of your buster sword. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so because I previously would have had uh, disadvantage on strength checks because of my hangover, now I have normal. Uh, and and uh, plus two melee damage. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Since All right. Uh, since you were sizing up Jess Basin to determine if she was or was not Jess Basin, I'm going to give you something for free here. Uh, okay. Clips to her belt are three active ciphers. You don't know what they do. I'm just telling you that that's there before you make the decision on whether you want to or not attack this person. I don't want you to feel like I DM gotcha'd. That's, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just trying to be, I'm trying to be fair here. That that's something uh, you would see. They could totally be like perception. They could be <laughs> anything. I just want you to. I just want you to have the, all the information before I you make a decision here I on what to do. Bubble shield, and she'll ping pong around the room like a hamster ball. Ball. <laughs> uh, Alan. Oh no. Um. You can still do it. I I just wanted yeah, you to I know. know. Okay. I, I know. I know. It might even work AD. out for you. She's a. Sh I mean, she's a little gnome. She's short. She's, she is a short little gnome. Yeah. Uh, I. Th I. But I think Alan's still gonna do it. Alan does have this thing where it's like, if 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 Matt, not Matt, if Fox hears the commotion, I feel like Fox is gonna gonna maybe come investigate and come help <laughs> maybe fox will come check it out fox uh, is down there like wow i hope he's done soon <laughs> just listening to the like the cartoon crash boom bang like, um, i wonder what he's doing because <laughs> the desired effect of, of alan going in there did not happen and if the other guard's gone then now i think alan is gonna like attempt to uh, just attempt to surprise it like yeah like like i the exact specifics would probably be um like as soon as Jess Basin's back is turned to look at the person that she's interrogating, Alan's gonna attempt to whack her with his, the flat side of his greatsword. Okay, um, as her back is turned to you, you attempt to hit her with the flat side of your greatsword. Roll to hit. Thirteen. Thirteen. Now, she's just in. She's just a gnome in in her standard clothes. That's with right. Three ciphers active. That's right. All right, now make a wisdom saving throw. As your wisdom sword makes contact throw. with her body, make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom we got bless on Alan. Oh, oh, what is, what is a, that do You can again? add a d4 to your blessing. Okay. Or a d4 to your roll. <laughs> I'm going to need a <laughs> Got a double barrel bless gun going on. <laughs> bless, bless. <laughs> I'm going to need it. Oh... I was not ready emotionally for I got, what we're doing today. I got a seven total, even <laughs> with the blessing. 
Okay, as the flat of your sword makes contact with the side of Jess Basin's head, going for the easy knockout, you've done this time and time again. You are seasoned at this attack. You go for this attack, and as soon as your sword makes contact, you feel this weird jolt of electricity kind of like run up the blade of the sword and through your arm, and you are thrown backwards from her at the same time as you just feel this weird kind of like disorientation like up is down left is right like it, your your senses are all jumbled and weird um you have uh well i guess you already had disadvantage because you're hungover so you have like double disadvantage right now on um perception based things otherwise it's just your normal disadvantage but you're also flung back five feet from her so like push back almost and she whirls around and goes you're an imposter and she takes another cipher out of her desk and throws a stack of wingle digits into it and she casts Frost Ray on you, um, or Ray of Frost, I should say. Ray of Frost is a attack to hit. I'm almost certain. I didn't expect you to attack her, so I need to it pull is. up her stat block here. Yeah. So she attacks you. Ooh, but the roll is bad. You caught her off, gra off, off guard, and so the five that she rolled to attack you isn't enough. The Ray of Frost goes over your head, and it actually like freezes the hinge at the top of like a large globe that's behind you and the hinge freezes and the globe itself disconnects and falls, shattering on the ground and revealing an unconscious body inside it. Oh, uh, There frick. is the unconscious body of like a, a deputy is in there, just like laying on the ground. And now she looks really confused. Like, <laughs> what? what is, did you do this? What is happening? Wait, you, Jess Basin is really confused? Yeah, Jess Basin <laughs> looks absolutely flabbergasted. What? Do you, that what, happened sooner than I thought it this? would. What are you... Oh, wait, that's where he hid the unconscious <laughs> yep. body. Okay, I thought Jess Basin put it there, but was confused, and that's why I was like, wait, is the is the mind control super inconsistent? Like, what's going on? Okay. All right. Do I hear this commotion? Uh, yes, you hear this commotion. Okay. I will run upstairs in my dwarf princess form. <laughs> um, just add to the confusion. <laughs> Um, and be like, as representative of the queen, I demand to know what's going on here. Um, okay. So you run into the room and demand to know what's going on here. And Jess Basin's, her eyes whip over to you and she goes, what are you doing? What is happening right now? What, what is going on? Where are all of you coming from? Who is this man? And why is he in this globe? She looks totally, and the, the person in the chair is like slowly inching the chair towards the door. Like, I'm going to go now. Just face and snaps at her and goes, you don't go anywhere yet. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> you don't go anywhere yet. And there's just this weird standoff in the room where everyone freezes up trying to figure out what's happening. Meanwhile, let's um, jump back over to uh, Fox, not Fox, uh, Jebediah and Zothkug, who are now standing. No. Jeb, you're back in the in the room now because you just you just landed mm -hmm. on a guy for six damage. He has not fallen unconscious, but you have hit him pretty dang hard, and he's fallen over backwards. You've taken his sword, so you now I have a chance to. I believe you said that he is he's like over the hole, right? Yeah, he's like his waist is yeah. stuck in the hole, and he's fallen backwards. He's just not unconscious, so he can see yeah. you. He just can't do very much to you. What do you want to do here? Um. So just to paint a little bit of a picture, there, there's a the hole and it has like a ladder going down it. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's exactly okay. right. And so like his butt is in it. Essentially, he's like on his back. Yes, and he's like draped over the hole. OK, yep. Um, 
I'm going to shout up the hill and say, I'm going in. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm going to jump on the guy's belly and repeatedly <laughs> until he like folds in half and I'm oh. going to write, write him down. Oh no. Okay. Um, I guess roll 2d6 for the 25 feet that he's going to fall into the sewer as you yeah. ride him down the ladder. That's 10. That was a six and a four. Okay. Uh, six and a four. You ride him the whole way down to the ladder. His head ding, 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 ding on every rung of the ladder as you push him down. And then he finally lands in the sewer and without a word or a breath or anything is whisked off like by the water current into the distance. You are just able to like hold on to the ladder so like you don't actually fall in with him. But he like falls yeah. in and whoo, whisks off into the distance. As far well, as you know, um, he was alive when he blew off. He just... Uh, podcast listeners, Jebediah is just like rubbing his hands like, ah, I've just, just accomplished a good job here. Work has been <laughs> done. <laughs> clapping, the, clapping the dust off my hands. Uh, Zoth is not happy about this. Fortunately, Zoth does not know. No, he doesn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's fine. He's fine. Um, he's buoyant. Anyway, He'll float uh, to the top. Do, do the princess and the servant believe, believe Zoth? Uh, yes, the servant finally believes Zoth, having seen what Jeb just did. The servant is like, okay, okay, you've convinced me. And the knights have kind of just arrived, and they're all getting an explanation from the princess, who is now explaining what's happened to them. And they're like, this is an outrage. We will leave. You know, like, there's there's just a lot of, we should we should go, is basically the consensus among the princess's people. Um, the princess looks to you and says, you should come to Gaim sometime. It's way less conspiracy <laughs> and then she like um, steps up into a wait, carriage. Princess, yes? I, I did. I did. You know, we still are having a business. I hope we can, you know, forge a business and and work together in the future. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, here, take another one of these. And she pulls out a different calling card and hands it to you. When you get to Gaim, just use that. You can come and see me. I right now is just not a good time for me. I, uh, you know, lots yeah. going on. It's not. It's not you. It's me. It's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. And she gets yeah. in the carriage and they like roll <laughs> off into the distance, um, at like a gallop, oh. and they they just take off. Um, Zop waves goodbye and then jumps down the hole, following Jib. Okay. Um, to be clear, are you jumping down or are you climbing down? Climbing. Okay. <laughs> I, those mean two different yeah. things in this world. You're right. You're right. You're right. Climbing. We cut down. back over to the other side where now there is a weird four person standoff as Jess Basin, red haired gnome lady, looks between the interrogatee who's sitting in a chair in their Sunday best, the supposed guard, the unconscious person who just fell out of her globe, and the dwarf princess who also just rode off into the distance, but this one is a shapeshifter. It just looks back and <laughs> forth between them. What is going on? Everybody just hold still. And she slams another. For 30 seconds and I demand action. <laughs> she slams another set of um, wingle digits into a um, cipher. And all of you can make. Uh, what save is hold person? I don't remember. Like I said, I didn't have her stat block up. So I'm, I'm literally <laughs> pulling it up as we go here. Uh, it is a wisdom save. All of you get to make a wisdom save. Oh, well, all of you in the save, room. Obviously, not save. everybody, everybody, but those of you in the room. Yes. Do. Matt's happy. <laughs> I, I was going to cry because 19. I have a wisdom of plus one, but I got an 18 on the die. 
Stop All stealing right. my numbers out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, what is this? Total. Yeah, what is this synchronized rolling? Uh, okay, so you two both, like, the hold person does nothing to you. You're both still able to move. But the unconscious person obviously doesn't move, and the, the person in the chair is now frozen in place. She and looks at you and goes, how did you, how did you avoid that? That's weird. That, this usually works. She kind of, like, taps it on the side of the thing. Like, this, this usually, this usually, huh. Well, anyway, what are you doing here? You're not one of my real guards. Alan just kind of uh, shrugs and goes, how'd you guess? And then, like, tries to attack again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, as Alan rushes in for the attack, she yells, Princess, you should get back to your room. It's not safe here. And Jess Basin also runs towards you. Um, go Words. ahead and roll to hit. Okay. Runs towards Alan, I should say. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20? Oh. Did you roll to confirm? Confirmed with an 11. Bro. Bro. You got Bro. a nat 20 with an 11, and she got a nat 20 with an 11. I'm not oh, making it no. up. I'm looking at the dice right here. I'm yeah. not even sure what to do with that information. It's a cool yeah. lightsaber standoff. Yeah. It's like one of those <laughs> anime things where like <laughs> it cuts into your eyes and each of you is on each side and then you hear the whooshing as like both of you like bounce off of each other onto the other side of the room and pause. And each of you keeps expecting the other person to fall over unconscious, but nothing happens because you both pulled it off. That's you like crazy. turn around and look over your shoulder at each other. I've literally never had that happen in all of my ever years of playing d and I've never had opposing parties roll a nat 20. Um, she whirls around and goes, that was a very impressive strike. I mean, I know we're fighting and stuff, but like, whoa, that was cool. <laughs> you should definitely show me that technique. Do it again. And she like sits back and waits for you to attack. Interesting. I'm just going to pretend I'm still in hold person until she's not <laughs> facing me. Okay. Instead of, instead of attack, like swinging with the great sword again, uh, Alan is going to grab a hand axe from his belt and, and fling it at her. Okay. Alan flings a hand axe at her. Roll to hit. 23. Okay. You do hit. Um, as the axe hits her, it almost seems like there's some kind of force that like half diverts it. And so it seems like it's only going to do half as much damage as it normally would when it kind of like, it, it's like it should have hit her in the shoulder, but it gets like split to the side so yeah. instead of impaling her it's like a scratch along her shoulder and then the axe kind of falls off to the side um Dang. tell me what damage you do if it's halved <laughs> two two Dang it. okay you do two damage as your axe hits her and slides off to the side um in that moment as the axe slides off to the side and your eyes follow it to see what happens um you see a giant sort of it's kind of like a fish. It's got like four uh, tails hanging off of the, the bottom of it. And it has appeared in the room with you. And it doesn't have yo. any eyes. It's got this giant round no. mouth full of like these horrifying teeth things. And it is suspended in midair in the room with you. Yeah, it looks just like that. What Wash is holding up to the thing. One of those appears in the room suspended in midair with you. And... It spins in a circle, and you hear a voice in your heads that just says, Be calm! 
and all of you are frozen in place. Jess Basin as well. Everyone is like frozen in place where they are. Owlin, your rage ends as the time expires uh. for it. That same voice yelling, be calm, reverberates throughout the entire estate. Fox and Zothkug, you also hear the voice, but you don't feel any magical effects. You just hear this thing like, or Jeb and Zothkug. I'm so used to your party pairs now. Um, <laughs> but you, you hear this voice like reverberate through the space. And then um, the the Aboleth, which is what this is, the Aboleth wraps its little arms around Jess Basin and vanishes. And Jess Basin also vanishes in that moment too. So she's just not in the room anymore. The, Yo, the Aboleth can teleport? Um, the Well, That's this one just crazy. did. Um, the rest of you who are in the room are now, like hold person has ended. So the the unconscious person begins to wake up and goes, what was, what was that voice? The deputy who's on the ground. And the interrogatee literally jumps out of her chair and rushes off into the distance, like just sprints out of the room. Like, I'm not staying here anymore. And like runs out of the room. I immediately yeah, do you know what deputy. that was? Okay, what's up? Sorry. Oh. Thought first. Jeb, did you hear that? I did, and I think I peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it was? No, but we need to go towards it because I get a bad feeling that the that the guys aren't doing well right now, so let's let's beat feet yeah um i'm gonna immediately run to the deputy okay he's like groggy and sort of just waking up but he's not like he's not totally present yet you know what i mean sir you've been drugged um and, and kidnapped and you're dragged down through a tunnel um and we're it's the only way out without going right through the guards so we're gonna have to go right back through it trust me on this Oh, okay. I'll I'll do I'll do it. I guess. I who are you? Who you, are you? That princess lady? Yes. I never met a princess before. I point to um, Alan. Guard. Uh, uh, open that chest. There uh, is a tiefling hiding in that chest. They also need rescuing. Uh, y yes, your highness, and Alan will will <laughs> do that. Alan is still kind of stunned though, like just like right uh, going through the motions. Like holy crap. Yeah. So you open up the chest, and uh, sure enough, in the chest, there is a tiefling in military dress who is, um, like, blinking, groggy eyes open, kind of, like, rubbing rubbing his head, like, what in the name of... He looks up and sees you and goes, d d d you're, you're security, right? Someone... I think someone, someone attacked me. I think... Uh yes, someone did attack you. Uh, I I'm, I'm here. You're safe now. Uh... We, we're gonna go through the tunnel that you that you were dragged down through, and uh, get you back to safety. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Okay. Tunnel. Just okay. And he uh, like yes. climbs. He climbs to his feet. You offer him a hand, and he's like, "I can stand myself, son." And he kind of like stands up, <laughs> and you can see that for all of like he was clearly caught off guard by the whole being kidnapped thing. But like th this is not a a military man in title only like you know he's he's got the he's got the discipline and the stature and the whatever yeah. you know like he 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 can handle himself and um he says all right lead the way and the the deputy and the military guy are both ready to follow you okay alan will lead the way uh you lead them back, back down into the tunnel where you come face to face with your friends jebediah and zothkug who are like hustling towards you you guys hear that weird voice uh 
uh, well, let's let's talk about that later. Uh, for now, we're bringing uh, these brave men back to their uh, safety. Back to safety. Uh, yes, please. Let's let's get out of and, here. And and this, matter. this brave princess as well. Oh, of course. Let's get the princess out. She is of utmost importance. Yes, exactly. And uh, Alan will lead up the the ladder. Great. What what happened? Uh, we will we 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 will discuss uh, later. And okay. Alan okay. will yeah. Um, okay, so you you head back to the ladder. Alan, you said you're leading the way. So yeah. Alan gets to the ladder. You lead the way. I'm assuming the kidnapped people are coming next because um, you're yeah. leading them to safety. And then yep. um, what um, what order are we following? Uh, deputy. Um, y- y- yes? Yeah, what, um, what's up? You and, and the other small folk, uh, what's your name? I like wink towards Jeb. <laughs> What do you need? Um, I require your assistance. Um, I'm please. not carrying you. No, no. Um, there's something that needs to be done before we leave. Okay. Uh, guard, can you take the rest of them upstairs? Uh, yes, princess. That room isn't safe. Like, it's going to be swarmed and like soon. There's people banging on the door and stuff. We should probably find a different way out. I think I know another way out. Ah, uh, well then, shall we follow that instead? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Uh, we can go through the other guest room. Okay? But I'm going to need you dirt folk to help block up the passage then. So that way they can't follow us down here. Uh, is, is that something we can this this place looks mostly stone I guess we could take from the seal what what do you think son the deputy looks over at you Jeb I mean higher up it's pretty loamy but down here not so much wonder if we could you think we could get some of that ceiling down what do you think he's looking up at the ceiling which is a little bit more packed to dirt and less just like solid stone can I make a dirt check sure a dirt fence. yeah absolutely Oh, Meanwhile, I'm tingling. assuming the rest of you are already evacuating into the other guest room, right? Earth senses sure. tingling. Okay. 17. 17. Okay. Um, with your 17, you're like, you, it would take a little bit longer than normal because you're going to have to dig through some like gravelly type stuff to get to good usable dirt. But when, it, when we're talking about just collapsing something, you could certainly collapse that ceiling. Like that could be done. It'd be a little risky. I mean, I don't want to get buried in here or something like that. Yeah, I don't. Do, do we, we have do to it. block it up? I mean, how many people know about this tunnel? He like turns um, back to you, Fox. I'm not sure, and that's the problem. Uh, so, there's some very scary people who know about this tunnel. I mean the, the, you know, Jess Basin. I mean, she probably has no idea this thing's down here, right? I mean, she's been up there. Who knows yeah, how probably. long? Yeah. Um. So remember when we heard a voice in our heads? Yeah. I didn't hear any You're voice. Gone, sir. Don't be talking. You left into the other room. What? Anyway. What? Zoth. Did he? Zoth, did you go with the evacuating people or did you stay back with Fox? I thought I was with everyone. Well, they just split up because Alan is leading the other like kidnapped people to safety. Yeah. He's taking them up to a guest room, and Fox is trying to cave in the tunnel behind him so no one can follow him. 
Oh, I would have oh. gone with sorry. I would have gone with the evacuation. My bad. Okay. So you went up into the guest room. Okay. Yeah. So you're in. Okay. Well, wait. So while Fox and them are trying to figure that out, Alan, you lead the evacuees into guest room three, which belonged to Elaine Mollusk, and there on the bed, unconscious, is Elaine Mollusk. Um, there, it, there are no guards in this room, but you can hear a lot of activity at the door of the next room, like banging and and shaking and wood hinges creaking. And finally, you hear someone go, "Just splinter it. Let me get a ram." Okay, Alan will. Um uh, Alan is going to quickly escort the other two um, captives out of the room, attempting to hope that the other people distracted by the other door will think that he had already gotten into room three and then rescued these people from it, essentially. Um, so he's going to escort the two out, and uh, then well, if they if they go out and that goes correctly onto the uh, balcony you're saying and through the estate like you're going out where the the guards are um yeah okay so you open the door to escort them out there's a bunch of guards at the next one they look over you and go what are you doing what what, who's that with you these people were uh, unconscious in the room didn't know how they got there i help letting them out one of the guards looks at you funny kind of like squints at you what are you wasn't that the point what are you doing? Uh, oh. um, Behind uh, them, you see you see the tall, confident form of Mavira striding down the, the balcony toward you. And she looks up at you and goes, he's not one of us. And immediately, all four guards stop what they're doing and look at you and go, you need to come with us, son. And they like start walking towards you. Owlin. <laughs> okay. Um, Alan's going to shut the door, do the little latch thingy, like all the <laughs> Does he, does he put the little, it's important, does he put the little hanger thing yes. on the outside first? Yes, yes, definitely. Do not disturb. disturb. Do not disturb. And gr- attempt to grab oh. Elaine Mollusk over his shoulder like fireman's carry. Okay. And then get, get into the, <laughs> okay. Get Are into the, the... the hole. That he came from and yell down, they're coming and start like <laughs> scaling down again. Uh, are any of the people in this room uh, dirt folk? Um, no, not in the room with you because there's just a Elaine Mollusk and the Tiefling. Because um, oh, okay. Fox asked the other dirt folk to help him cave in the, the ceiling no, downstairs. But I've escorted the Tiefling out. Right. The Well, no, because you were, you just got interrupted, right? I thought, yeah. oh, I, I, my hope was to push the T, like, get the get the Oh, literally, out. like, push him outside? <laughs> yeah. Sure, you got the okay. tiefling out. That's fine. Okay. And he's 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 trying to beat feet. He's making a hasty exit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so now um, it's just you and Elaine Mollusk. And Zoth. And, and Zoth, yeah. Right. Alan's grabbed Elaine Mollusk, trying to go down the, the ladder and yelling down, like, they're coming! Alan, this has not been one of your better performances. I, I, I... We'll talk about that later. Like, <laughs> going on your performance review. We aren't incorporated yet. There is no performance review yet. This is echoing down the tunnel to you, Jeb and Fox. <laughs> you can hear this just like echoing down the ladder towards okay. you. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I mean, it sounds like it's a good thing we didn't collapse the tunnel. Um, We're going uh, back that way, right? Is there another uh, way out? Am I overloading you with they... questions? 
I'm thinking. Is it hard to is it hard to think when I'm asking you questions? Because we really yes. need your brain right now. Yes, we really it's hard need you to, to pull think. it together. <laughs> What's our next move? <laughs> well, what what was the other way down the tunnel? Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, were they about to come into that room? Did they get into the other room? They're, They're coming. both. <laughs> both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we go through the study. <laughs> it's gonna be a long drudge through, but hopefully yeah. we can ring them around the rosy. <laughs> Dear Lord. You can what now was- hear voices at the top of the ladder. Alan, you have made it to the bottom of the ladder and are in the room. You've pulled Elaine Mollusk through. She's still unconscious. You can now hear voices at the top of the ladder going, they must have gone down. Let's get after them. And, you know, they're clanging of, you know, swords and stuff bouncing off the rungs of the ladder as they're climbing down. Let's um, go. Let's go. We should still collapse the roof on the way out. But we got to go through this door now. It's got to be done manually, and that's that's too high. We're it's not going to have It's going to take too long, son. All right, then we got to go. We got to go. Stone door, stone door. And everyone runs back to the stone door. Um, Alan's still got Elaine on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Fox being like, you should stash him inside some furniture. <laughs> just like start the whole thing over, like a Groundhog Day loop. <laughs> I'm just picturing Fox like, holding his dress up in front of him as he runs. Oh, yes. I'm 100% doing that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You uh, rush down the hall to the stone door. The stone door is still open from when Alan opened it because nobody's closed it again. You run up into the um, study, and there's nobody in the study now. I mean, except you. You're in the study. We got to push out into the courtyard. Okay, so you, from the study, you push through um, the private office, and then there's like a private cafe area where presumably rich people would eat breakfast when they don't want to be around peasants. And then from that, that leads on to the balcony that you previously saw Mavira on. So you step out onto the balcony, you're in the open air courtyard, and currently Mavira is not on this balcony, but you can hear footsteps kind of echoing back behind you somewhere. Like a chase is, is ongoing and you are being pursued. You don't know Let's how close find they the are. Swiftest exit, please. Um that's down. <laughs> what? Um we're at a balcony. Uh is it okay? Is there a possibility that if we enter back into room four, we can climb out the tunnel that we came in through? Oh my! Oh, yes. I like that better. I was gonna say, if we're on a balcony, does that mean we're halfway to the surface? Yes, Uh, it means that you're about ten feet from the surface. So how about we like just go up? If you're willing to dig, are we are we above the crowd in the courtyard? By the way, yes. Who are all looking up at you, very confused as you yell back and forth to each other? You guys handle this. I'm gonna turn around, slap my dwarven hands on the balcony. And say, this is an outrage. We are all invited here under good pretenses, and we have all been lied to. You have all been told that Elaine Mollusk has been attacked, but instead, just like her, she was drugged and dragged down into the dungeons of this household, in which the owner is quite aware of, and which her guards are trying to keep secret from you. The crowd looks very confused. <laughs> uh, I don't are you know. digging at this point, Fo- uh, uh, Jeb? 
I do assume? I need to dig, or can we just like climb up? What does that mean? Oh, because we're in the courtyard. Oh, we're, we're, in a, we're on a balcony in the courtyard, ten feet from the surface. If we oh, then let's climb. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Athletics. Okay. With disadvantage because you're hungover. And because I'm carrying Elaine Mollusk. Oh, yeah, that would also be a disadvantage. Dang. With advantage because I'm pushing him on the butt as he goes up. <laughs> that so only works for the first two shins. So is it normal athletics? Okay. Uh. Um, no, it's athletics with disadvantage. <laughs> I got a 14 still. All right, so you're, it's harder than normal, but you're able to do it. I mean, come on, this is a barbarian yeah. we're talking about. You climb out, no, no worries. And you've still got Elaine Mollusk, basically fireman's carry over your shoulder, and you just keep her balanced as you climb. She's a gnome. She's not that heavy. Uh, who's going next? I'll go next. Okay, I'm going to roll the tension pool to see if the guards have caught up to you yet. I'm, I'm taking up the rear. You said uh, athletics, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, dear. Um... May I continue uh, my speech? Thirteen. Yeah, you can continue your speech. Uh, Zothkug makes it. Yay! I'll have you know, I have alerted my gods, and a message is already away to my kingdom, and we will not stand for this. If the dirt folk will not take responsibility for Jess and bring her forward, then I will have to take responsibility upon the entire dirt folk nation. There's a, now there's some murmurs in the crowd. People are looking at each other like, "What? What, what is she talking about? She's not gonna like bring an army here. Like that's not. We're we're not we're not at war. Right? What, what's going on? Here? Like you know, they're starting to kind of like murmur among each other. These are rich people. They love to gossip, and you're you can tell that like in that moment you're birthing a whole new circle of of gossip. Like there's a whole new rumor circle now for people to be in or not on because of because of what you have done. At that moment, you can now hear the sounds of footsteps in the cafe. They're like posting up at the door, about to bust out. There are two people left. There's Jeb and there's uh, Faklin. Get out of here. Go and get. You're Bef muted. Oh, never mind. You're back. Before they capture me, and I go my best to climb up as a dwarf. Okay. <laughs> Athletics with disadvantage. <laughs> Okay, um, can I do acrobatics? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven then. Okay, acrobatics is for falling down. <laughs> Athletics is for climbing up. What about uh, okay. falling you, with style? You turn to make your exit and you like hop up and you can't get a handhold and you like slide back down and you kind of land on your feet. At that moment, the door busts open from the cafe and a bunch of security guards roll out onto the onto the balcony. They're rushing towards you. Um, you have one round before they reach you, Jeb and Fox. I look at Fox and I say, you got this, and I pat him on the on the shins for, for good luck. And I, I jump out and cast Fog Step. Just teleport up to the top. Okay, you jump to cast Fog Step and the fog poof appears at the end of your blunderbuss, but nothing else happens. You land right so back where you were on the balcony. I am falling off of the edge of the balcony then. Oh, you jumped over the edge? <laughs> okay. Well, I, pre I, pre I presumed I would need to like jump out to be able to, I to see. get up. Yeah, so then that's just 1d6 of fall damage as you fall to the courtyard ground. 
So he goes, you got this, Fox. And he jumps off the edge of the balcony and falls into the courtyard. <laughs> uh, Fox. Jeb, you okay, man? Just my pride. <laughs> Fox, what are you doing? They're rushing towards you. You're caused me again. I have gods looking from above and hands are laid upon me. I will bring my, my personal retinue against you the guards the first guard pulls up a little short like he's confused but the other guards are like we can apprehend her without killing her and they like just keep running towards you to <laughs> try and capture you they make it to you and the first two guards are going to attempt to grapple you that's your acrobatics lucky you versus yeah. their athletics Ooh, what'd you get uh <laughs> never a good good sign did they get a they get better than a 21 they got a confirmed natural 20. So that's a yeah. Can I roll for advantage and shapeshift? No. <laughs> you would have to declare that before. Yeah, I, think, I know. If you were going to do that. Darn. Um, okay. So the so two guards pile into you one of them tries to grab you and you like slip out of it but the other one just apprehends you in a big bear hug and lifts you so your little dwarven feet aren't reaching the ground anymore and they just turn around and begin walking you back toward the private study are you going to do anything before they take you into the back tell and you will have nation you will feel it I didn't, that cut out. You <laughs> said tell, and then you heard you will feel it. <laughs> Which is almost Sorry, funny. Let me, let me not use my princess voice, because I think the mic is, like, struggling with that. <laughs> um, I said, uh, translation, um, tell my mother, she is gesturing vaguely into the distance of the above courtyard, um, um, that I have I've been caught, and they will feel the wrath of my nation. Okay. Um, as you're being led off, two more guards are now rushing down the spiral staircase towards the courtyard. Jebediah, what would you like to do? I am making my way to room four to the original hall. Okay, so you just, like, sprint up the courtyard and into the reception hall. You find yourself in a big, elaborate reception hall with, like, paved marble floors, and there's a staircase in the corner that leads up to four labeled guest rooms. Guest room one, two, three, four. The door to yep. numbers four and three have both been just, like, absolutely demolished. It looks like someone took a tree trunk and just shoved it through both doors. Nice. I'm going to go into room four. You head into room four, and there is the hole. As you get to the hole at the top of it, uh, there's like a shadow cast down from someone standing at the top of the hole. You go through there, and you hear, grab onto the end of my pick, and you look up, and it's the rando dude who's been wanting to adventure with you from yeah. like when you translated his prophecy. Yeah. And he goes, I'm here, man. Come on. I grab what? the pick and go up. You grab the pick, and he attempts Let's to lift go. you. And he promptly falls into the hole with you, no. trying to lift you up. But now he's there. Of course he did. <laughs> falls of in by his he pick. <laughs> so he's fallen in with you now. You have his pickaxe and him kind of fallen in the hole with you, and you're kind of crammed in this hole together. What a hero! All right, what, what do we? Do? What do we? Do? What do I need to roll to get out of this? The hero least? we deserve, not the hero we um, need. You can do nothing <laughs> if you take your time, but I'll give the guards a chance to catch up to you. If you want to change the circumstances to try and like do it in a hurry, then you can tell me how, and I might let you out without the guards catching up. 
I am going to start digging to like widen the hole a little bit, but I'm going to do it in such a way as to fill the opening behind us. Perfect. Yeah, you can totally do that. Um, and as soon as he catches on to what you're doing, he's like, oh, help. And he, he, you know, at the digging part, he's fine at. So he's also able to help you kind of like dig. It's almost like the way a dog digs a hole where you're like mm -hmm. funneling dirt behind you. Exactly. So it's kind of blocking exactly. it up. Um, yep. And then you're able to just, I mean, basically you just keep, it's like treading water. So you just keep digging until you get yourself up to the surface. You both finally get to the surface and you can see now across the courtyard on the other side, you can see Owlin and Zothkug are at the top of the hill, and Owlin's got Elaine Mollusk, but you do not see Fox anywhere, slash Fakelin. Okay. Um, you know what? We, uh, man, you are a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm here to help, man. I, I know this, uh, I know, I know you guys weren't totally certain, but I think I've proven my, my utility just now. We've or got good got, news for you. You got my vote. Um, Fox, you've right. always had He's my vote. So Where's your skeptical uh, friend? I mean, there's just me down here. We need to go find the others. Let's, uh, and I, I'm going to take him off to the cart. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to head to the cart. Yeah, and, Alan and was get intending it, like, to take Elaine Mollusk to the cart as well. Okay. We're going to get that hitched up, and Jed is feeling pretty confident in his driving skills, even though he probably has not improved at all. Okay. <laughs> Fox, you are led into, uh, well, not led, you are carried in your bear hug grapple back into the cafe, through the cafe into the um like the the private office and then finally into the study where you are set down behind um jess basin's desk oh yes wash you had a question i just one last thing that jeb would have done and it's mm -hmm. not super duper important but i would cast message when he saw owlin and zoth and let him know that he's he's out and that he's getting the um that he's getting the cart but something happened with fox okay um, so they, they lead you into the office and kind of put you behind Jess Basin's desk. And then another guard shoves a pack of wingle digits into a hole in the desk. And you can actually see like a wall made up of a bunch of shimmering colors sort of appears between the desk and the rest of the room. So it's almost like this, um, it's like looking through a heat haze, except it's got all the different colors in it. So it's, it's like the lights being split by a prism kind of, um, and right. that's what's blocking your way back into the room and they go sit tight. The boss is going to want to talk to you. And then someone goes, go get Mavira. And they run out of the room. And on that um, note, tonight's <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons no. session comes to a close. Dang.